Yesterday on this program, Surrey uh, Police Service Chief um, Norm Lipinski uh, was on the show uh, discussing a report it, uh, he um, and the SPS had submitted to the provincial government, which argues in favour uh, of the SPS's readiness to become Surrey's police jurisdiction. Now, Chief Lipinski estimated it would cost roughly $18.9 million, or just a shy under $19 million more a year for a municipal force an expense that works out to less than about $100 million over five years or less than half, uh, according to a recent city report, according to what a recent city report had estimated. So it is costing more than RCMP, but certainly the SPS uh, disagreed with the numbers that the city staff had prepared. Mr. Lipinski said that while the municipal force comes with a higher price a price tag, it also allows for more local accountability as well as more flexibility that allows for quicker reform. Well, today the officer in charge of the Surrey RCMP has issued a scathing condemnation of the city's fledgling municipal police force, calling a recent report from the Surrey Police, uh, police Service fear-mongering. Assistant Commissioner Brian Edwards joins us now. Mr. Edwards, thank you for speaking to us today. Uh, good afternoon, Jazz, and good afternoon to all your listeners and Merry Christmas and uh, best holiday wishes as well. Well, thank you so much. We've got lots to talk about here. Yesterday, we had Chief Constable Lipinski from the Surrey Police Service uh, on the show. Uh, He was certainly talking about uh, the tremendous amount of work that's already gone into uh, uh, building up the SPS. uh, And uh, they sent in a report to uh, the provincial government. Uh, We are expecting a a decision in regards to whether they're going to continue with the SPS or not early in the new year. Uh, your thoughts, first of all, to some of the comments that Mr. Lipinski made, specifically in regards to that the SPS, in many ways, is at the point of no return, number one, and, and number two, that many of the uh, recruits that they've already brought in don't have any desire to join the RCMP. Well, I'll, um, I'll mention first past the point of no return. That's uh, not a decision for Norm Lipinski or myself to make. I can say factually that is certainly not consistent uh, with what we know remains to be done. Uh, We do not have a legal agreement in place for phase two to uh, transfer uh, police of jurisdiction to SPS. So it's just, it's it's simply inconsistent with the facts that are before us. Um, In terms of uh, SPS members, this has been repeatedly uh, said by Norm Lipinski. It refers to a pledge uh, made by the Surrey Police Union. Um, I've stayed out of it. I think that employment is an individual choice, but given the number of times it's been repeated in public, I will say this, we've had multiple confidential inquiries by SPS members who have indicated that should the decision to uh, retain the RCMP be made by the provincial government, they intend on patching over to the Surrey RCMP. The report that they did send to the provincial government, uh, uh, you've referred to it as as misleading. Um, is it the specific recruits they're talking about? What, what uh, in the totality of it, do you think is misleading? What I think is uh, misleading are a number of points. It spends a significant amount of time uh, in their narrative uh, trying to discredit the RCMP. The specific point that I take Exception two specifically it relates to uh, they indicate and they call into question the ability of the RCMP to provide effective and adequate policing in Surrey now 
and into the future. And I strongly disagree with that. In fact, the Director of Police Services has just indicated within the last few weeks that adequate and effective policing is being provided in Surrey. And any suggestion to the contrary by SPS executive leadership is shameful. Can uh, this relationship, and, and ultimately the decision will come in the, in the new year, but do you worry about the overarching impact this entire conversation on the law enforcement side, the political side, what impact it's having on the overarching perception citizens have of law enforcement and policing in Surrey? I absolutely do, Jazz. That's why I'm phoning in today. I have always maintained a position that I will not criticize municipal models of policing. I'm a former municipal officer. I'm not going to criticize Vancouver, Calgary, Winnipeg. They provide valuable service to the citizens and they're integral part of policing in this country. I draw the line at others, the SPS, continuing to criticize the RCMP model. It is just not factual. Crime has dropped in Surrey for 10 years. To sow the seeds of uh, uncertainty and try to attack confidence in policing, as I said, is shameful. I won't allow it. I have all the time in the world if SBS and Norm Lipinski want to advocate for what they do and what they will do better. But to do so and discredit, to try to create a lack of confidence in the Surrey RCMP is simply not appropriate. And I have not done that, nor will I do that, because policing is not zero sum. It's not one or the other. And they need, they need to have tolerance for other models of policing that provide adequate and effective policing in this country. What do you say to the argument broadly that the RCMP shouldn't be in, in contract policing, that it should be more like the FBI in, in the United States looking at national issues, national and transnational crime? And, uh, you know, Alberta is looking at a provincial police force. British Columbia should get there or at least have two or three police forces, a Metro Vancouver, one for the island, one for the rest of BC, that that is where this province needs to go. And it doesn't really include or involve the RCMP and the Surrey's transition, or the conversation around the transition, is part of that broader conversation that ultimately, medium term and long term, the RCMP really doesn't have much of a future in contract policing, whether it be the lower mainland or other parts of the province. Well, I don't, uh, that's, a, that's a common issue that's been raised over many, many years. The evidence that we know uh, Alberta is looking at it, but then we see multiple 69 municipalities put their hands up and say, hey, we're not on board with that. We've seen at the Union of BC Municipalities, the hands go up and say, hey, hold on a minute, we want to look further into this. We don't have the details and the information to lead us down that. Well, certainly the facts uh, don't support it in terms of effectiveness of policing. We are continuing to provide that. So when we look at the facts, the decision is, uh, is made by others. Who polices Surrey? Who polices the province? But in terms of adequate and effectiveness and who has the capability, uh, then I need to see that report before me. There certainly wasn't a business case uh, that was done in Surrey, and the province uh, has raised that as part of the special committee report. But also, it doesn't indicate that creating multiple new municipal police agencies is the way to go. 
So I don't think that you can take uh, either moving to certain police service or retaining the RCMP in Surrey as indicative of the direction the government's going to go on that, because that simply wasn't said, and I don't think you can infer that from the report without the government weighing in. Uh, let's just step away from the SPS RC, RCMP conversation. Let's just say it remains with the RCMP. Um, and this is a, a law enforcement question and a political one as well, because it, the ultimate decision in, in budgeting is going to come from the municipality. Do you think you have enough officers to adequately, adequately um, keep Surrey safe? Vancouver has significantly more, and, and that city is the city is unique in the sense it's got a downtown. You have more events and those types of things. But geographically, you're, you're double the size of Vancouver, Surrey. You're growing at about 1,500 residents a month. Do you think presently there are enough officers, or do you think a decision needs to be made over the medium term and long term that you need significantly more police officers beyond this debate, significantly more boots on the ground to effectively police Surrey? At this point in time, the number 734 was uh, what the city is prepared to fund. Uh, during the course of transition in the previous city administration, there was a request to fund and lower the limit to 675 during the course of transition, which is, the RCMP were the ones that fought against that and said we needed 734. And during that time, the SPS was silent on that, so, or, or we would have had less than 734. If the RCMP is to be retained in Surrey, I will certainly bring forward a case to add officers in a measured and responsible fashion that I know are going to make an impact. But Jazz, I just want to make one point. I'm supported by over 360 officers that are in the integrated teams. And they're not on my bench strength directly in Surrey, but they're the second tier of the bench. And so at a moment's notice, I've got the I hit the collision reconstruction, the dogs, ERT, and forensic identification uh, section, which are in place in Surrey. So you can't necessarily compare apples uh, to oranges in this case with Vancouver because they don't have the strength of the integrated teams behind them. We also have access to CFSEU. So it's a broader discussion. Yes, I would like to increase strength and bring uh, uh, a case uh, to city council uh, and uh, look at the goals, objectives, and priorities of the city to make sure that that uh, strength and growth uh, matches that of the city. Yeah. Assistant Commissioner Edwards, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate uh, you making time for us today and for our audience. A very important issue that I know will be uh, in the news once again uh, in, in January, just in a few weeks. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jazz, and thank you to all your listeners.